It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Well, I mean, our power play had a different look. Got us two goals, although they did cost us a shorty at the end. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, offensively, we look good. I mean, we had 40 shots. We generated, I think, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18 chances, five on five. Um, you know, we uh, um, we did a lot of good things with the puck. I think, uh, you know, without the puck, again, I, this is, you know, it's mental when you, you get a lead and you lose it four times and it's like the next shot down is in the net. So it's a tough one. It's a game that, uh, you know, we play well enough to win. And I, I don't know, this one hurts a little bit. I think that uh, when you have offense going and your special teams does it, decent job and and you know you win the special teams and just uh um you know it's a tough one because you think you uh you know it's tough to score six goals in this league <laughs> and when you do um especially at home you expect to win <laughs> oh good morning everyone and yes i am laughing because i would otherwise be crying how's everybody doing this morning yeah that was a wild 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 game last night yeah that's uh well, I'm going to take the positive from it first and foremost. We're still in the midst of a pandemic. I know it feels like we're at the tail end, but my social life has greatly suffered, and I assume yours has as well. In terms of the entertainment that I could be afforded on a Saturday night in the midst of a pandemic, that was top-notch. It doesn't get much better than that, than watching a game, 13 goals being scored, back and forth, you got goalies getting into it. You, I mean, just everything you could ask for in a single game, that that one pretty much gave it to you. And I got to give credit where credit is due to the St. Louis Blues. There were a lot of opportunities in that game for them to concede to the Sharks and just give up. I mean, you, you give up a goal that quickly in a game, you put yourself at that type of a detriment, you, you can see it get away from you. You see your goalie get pulled and he gets in kind of, couple of embarrassing little tiffs on his way off the ice. Yeah, that's a bad look. You can see the game get away from you. You can see that you've been a bit demoralized, but ultimately they had that resolve and they had that desire to the point where they were able to fight their way back into it. And the Sharks, despite their offensive exploits on the night, were never capable of giving themselves much in the way of distance. They couldn't give themselves that next step to get multiple goals ahead. And after the game, Bob Bugner looked like he had either seen a ghost or had been hit by a truck because, you know, the team did so much well on that night. They had the power play going. They scored even strength goals. They looked like they were really, really good in terms of moving the puck. You saw guys putting forth great efforts. Ryan Donato played a hell of a game and was not rewarded. Eric Carlson played a hell of a game and still came out minus two, which, by the way, props to Eric Carlson for getting back out there on the ice that quickly. That was a sub-story this past week that had me just kind of 
grinding my molars thinking, what on earth is going on here? Because it went from day to day to week to week. And then, of course, the practice gets canceled and there's all the, the COVID stuff going on. And then suddenly Carlson's back and everybody says he looks great at practice and he's back out there on the ice. And not only was he just back out there on the ice, he looked effective and impactful and looked more like the Eric Carlson that we expect him to be. But again, a frustrating night because I thought he played very well, but again, ended up minus two on the night. Stats, as much as we like to rely on them, are not always indicative of the effort we see on the ice. Ryan Donato, Eric Carlson, the two of them had great efforts. They were not rewarded. But back to Bugner. I mean, he's got his team doing so much right on the night. Again, the puck movement was really, really good. The Sharks were moving their feet. They were active on the ice. They were aggressive. They were making things happen. It looked like the team that Bob Bugner has been trying to put together all year long. And you look at the power play being really, really active. That was something that I particularly loved. The Sharks, they scored two goals on six power play opportunities on the night. The Blues didn't score any. They did score a shorthanded goal, so it's a little bit skewed in that perspective. But you won the special teams battle. The flip side of this is that your team is also getting hurt in several specific areas. One, face-offs. The Blues won 67% of the face-offs on the night. That's one of those situations where you most definitely feel the loss of Tomas Hurdle. I mean, when you're coming off of every stoppage and the other team is walking away with it nearly seven times out of ten in possession and in control of the puck, you're putting yourself in a bad situation. You're putting your goalie in a bad situation. You are putting the team in a bad situation. And it can negate all of the things that you are doing well on the night. The other thing, just turning the puck over. I mean, if anything keeps Bob Bugner up tonight that's not related to the goaltending, it's going to be turning the puck over and giving the opposition opportunities when they shouldn't have had those opportunities. That, to me, uh, was inexcusable and a huge reason of why the Sharks were not able to win on this night. Now, the goaltending, this is one area where I believe that in the battle of Barubi versus Bugner, Barubi won because he saw Bennington was bleeding goals. He saw he had given up four. He said, that's enough for me. I'm going to make my change right now. And if the Sharks are just this good offensively on this night, then I am going to pay for it either way. He went to make a change. Huso uh, had several key stops towards the end of that second period, which really allowed the Blues to stay in it, in my opinion. And the Sharks stuck with Devin Dubnik. And Devin Dubnik was not making as many key stops, was not able to keep that puck out of the back of the net. One of the things Bob Bugner said after the game is that he was considering, you know, whether or not to pull Dubnik and was thinking about how many games the Sharks are going to be playing within the next week. And I understand the rationale from his point of view, and I don't specifically disagree from that point of view. However, where the Sharks are right now and how they have been inconsistent at this point. If you think you can win any one individual game, considering how hard it has been for the Sharks to win individual games, considering how many have gone to overtime and shootouts, you have to do whatever it takes to win, and I think that that was a card that he should have played. I think he should have gone to Jones and should have done whatever it takes to get that win, because on the flip side, if the Blues were going to be that good offensively, then at least you tried. And it's nearly inconceivable to score six goals and lose. That's why it's so frustrating. If you score six goals, you have to win that game. 
Just like on the flip side, the Sharks went into St. Louis, took a 2-0 lead, won the special teams battle, scored four goals on the road, and lost that game. That's not as inconceivable, but it's one of these situations, again, where the Sharks, and it scares me to say it, but they're finding ways to lose. And it really hurts because in light of the absence of Tomas Hurdle, I was wondering who was going to step up. On this show, I have consistently asked about where Timo Meyer is in terms of his production. I never questioned his effort. I've always said the effort was there, but the only thing that truly matters at the end of the day is the production. And that production showed up because, again, Tomas Hurdle is out. Timo Meyer stepped up and scored two big goals. Kevin LeBanc, who has put forth great effort and has not been rewarded with the numbers to back it up, he stepped up in a big way and put one in the back of the net. Logan Couture and Evander Kane, who have been carrying the offense of this team, they continued their role and are coming up time and time again with huge performances to give their team an opportunity to win. Unbelievable credit to them. They deserve all the credit in the world. These guys stepped up big time. Two goals from Kane, two goals from Meyer, Cooch, LeBanc, all stepping up big time. But the problem is it did not amount to a win. I'm not going to say it was all for naught because you like to see that offense getting going. You've wanted the Sharks offense to have more production overall, but it came in a loss. And we've seen the Sharks play this more open style and they've conceded more goals while doing so. And we've seen them play a more conservative style and seen them concede fewer goals, but their offense has not been as productive. I don't know that there is a happy balance between those two styles or a way to maximize the offense of one style and the defense of another style, but they haven't figured it out at this point. And it's getting deeper and deeper into the season, and the Sharks are digging themselves in a bit of a hole right now. They are currently seven points out of the fourth spot in the West. Seven wins, nine losses, and two overtime losses. They are in the basement of the NHL Honda West division. But when I watch the Sharks, I don't feel like I'm watching a team that's in last place in their division. The only team that they've gone up against that has looked considerably better than them was Colorado. And I guess for one game this past Monday night, Minnesota did look better than the Sharks. But for the most part, the Sharks have played pretty tight with all of their competition and have been on the wrong side of a lot of close decisions as well, or have just not had their offense come through, or have not been able to win for one reason or another. But it doesn't feel like I am watching an abysmally bad team or a true last place team, and that's what makes a loss like last night that much more painful because you saw so much be done well. Again, Timo Meyer coming through with a two-goal game. Evander Kane coming through with a two-goal game. Logan Couture continuing his hot streak. Brent Burns looked active. Eric Carlson looked healthy and good. And this all comes back to the team finding a way to shoot themselves in the foot and put themselves in bad positions, whether it is on losing those faceoffs or whether it is giving up the puck. They're finding ways to hurt themselves, and these self-inflicted wounds are costing them games. And the one that I keep on coming back to, and I say this purely from an optics perspective, this is nothing personal. This is nothing that's meant to you know go at anybody. The play in front of the net needs to be better. Devin Dubnik last night needs to know that every single time the Sharks score, there is going to be a remarkable pushback 
from a team like St. Louis that does have that championship DNA. I believe at least three of the goals that St. Louis scored last night came within 67 seconds of the Sharks having scored a goal. And that didn't happen by accident. That's who the Blues are. There is going to be a remarkable pushback when they give up those goals. And Dubnik, for whatever reason, was not able to come up with the big-time stops. He needs to be better. He is capable of being better. Martin Jones needs to be better. Martin Jones is capable of being better. And I know that this team does turn the puck over and put their goalies in a bad situation. I know that is a consistent problem we have seen with this team. However, the goalies have to come up with those big stops. We have heard Bob Bugner say it time and time again, for the Sharks to win games, they need their goalies to give them an opportunity to win. I don't think Dubnik made enough of those big stops to give the Sharks the opportunity to win. And I think that in several games, Martin Jones has been guilty of the same crime. Now, certainly there have been games where both Dubnik and Jones have come up big and not gotten more offensive support than they deserved, but nothing about being a goalie is ever fair and nothing about sports is ever really sensible. And one of the things that I'm going back to from last night is the fact that Bennington, in that little tantrum that he threw in leaving the ice, it seemed to fire up his team a little. I think he knew that at that point he could go off dejected and quiet and defeated, or he could show that he still had some fire in him. And I think that by doing that, he may have awoken a little something in his teammates. And I do feel that that's something that the Sharks are lacking. I want a little bit more of that red ass. I want a little bit more of that resolve, of that fight, of that fire. And I think that is one time when you feel the loss in consecutive years of Joe Thornton and the year before that, Joe Pavelski. Throughout the course of that game last night, I was waiting for someone to kind of rally the troops to have that come-to-Jesus moment where everybody says, we have to win this game. It's not going to be enough that we go back and forth and trade blow for blow with the opposition. We have to come in with a knockout blow of our own. And that never happened. And I really wish it had. I really wish there had been some sort of catalyst or a moment or something that the team could have reacted to, that the team could have rallied around. And that's something that I feel this team is still missing right now. I think they've been so battered and so bruised over the course of last year and for a good amount of this year that they're still building themselves back up. We go back to previous versions of the Sharks. They get in a game like this, they win it. They go behind, they come back, and they win it. That was a huge part of their DNA. That was a huge part of who they were. That was a huge part of what they knew how to do. This team doesn't know how to do it. And they need to learn how to in a real hurry. They need to learn how to galvanize themselves. They need to learn how to respond to a moment. There were several opportunities in that game last night where the Sharks could have found any specific reason to respond, to come together. It didn't happen, and it needed to happen. It's needed to happen a couple times this year. And yes, there have been great performances. Brent Burns coming through with the late goal against the Wild, just being an incredible talent. That was not the team coming together. That was an individual talent flexing their individual skill. But when you watched the Blues last night, they came together as a team. They responded as a team. They played as a team. And I don't think that's happened nearly enough with the Sharks this year. I think that's something they need to figure out. They need to figure out that team-wide response. 
I think right now it feels like individual players trying to do it on their own, which again, you appreciate, and that's why you pay these guys the money for their individual talents. But for this team to take those next steps, you feel like there needs to be a cohesive nature of what their identity is, because I don't know what the identity of this Sharks team is right now. Do you? Does anyone? I I, I don't. All right, we're going to take a quick break. A lot to get into from post-game sound on the other side. When I'm listening to the game, I like to keep things chill in my Coors Light Sharks onesie. In fact, I'm wearing it right now. That's a cold Coors Light for my insulated left pocket. And that's a cold Coors Light for my insulated right pocket. Enter for a chance to win a onesie of your own by texting SHARKS to 28130. Then pick up a SHARKS 30th anniversary pack of Coors Light for your pockets. Program ends May 1st, 2021. Select residents of California, 21 plus only. Void where prohibited. See CoorsLight.com slash SHARKS for rules. Eligible zip codes and details. Drink responsibly. Well, he's a fiery guy, you know, and he's, that's kind of the way he is. He's, you know, we've seen that in the past from him, so... I didn't think a penalty was warranted on it, but you know he's trying to rally the team. That's what he's trying to do. That's the head coach of the Blues, Craig Berube, bringing us back in on the morning tide. And, yeah, that's exactly what I saw. I saw Jordan Bennington giving his attempt to rally the troops, to get his team going, to get them fired up, to show them that even though he had a bad night, his resolve had not crumbled. He was still fiery. He was still hot. He was still going to play the role of the red ass. He was going to be an instigator. Whatever it took, he was looking to be that catalyst. Oh, definitely. I mean, no, this team, this team wants to win, and they, uh, you know, they're they're close knit group of guys and like each other and want to play for each other. And it was, you know, we're on a three game skid. Flying out to the West Coast, depleted lineup, you know, a lot of injuries. And guys are battling, though, battling hard, and they found a way to win. And I think a lot of what Barubi is saying there about the Blues could be said equally about the Sharks. The Sharks are a group of guys that do play for each other. I think they do get along well. I think you see when you when you look at them talking on the bench, you see a group of guys that gets along, that wants to fight for each other, that wants to win for each other. And the Sharks are most definitely battling but instead of finding a way to win, they're finding a way to lose because that's the only way I can view a game in which you score six goals and lose. You found a way to lose. Six goals should be enough to win every single game you play in handily, but it wasn't. Bob Bugner. Oh, we didn't get a chance to really, really build off it. We couldn't, uh, couldn't get any momentum going um, after we got up, after we got those leads. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to, to build momentum when the next shot goes in the net every time. So it is what it is. Did you hear what he said there? I mean, it's tough to, to build momentum when the next shot goes in the net every time. So it's like a microcosm of the entirety of the shark season. How many times have we seen them go up one, nothing two nothing only to immediately watch the team come roaring back. How many times have we seen this team take the early lead and then give up three, Four, five unanswered goals. I asked earlier if anyone could tell me what the Sharks' identity was. For lack of a better identity right now, this is a team that takes their foot off the gas after they have success. The Blues, down early, they come back. Down again, come back. Down again, come back. Down again, come back. Take the lead, surrender. Take the lead, surrender, take the lead. I may have listed too many goals there. I wasn't really keeping track, but you get my point. There is a different mentality with what you see with the Blues than what you see with the Sharks because the Sharks, they know how to score. They know how to be the aggressor. They don't know how to defend a lead. 
Yeah, I, I, I thought that, uh, um, you know, we had a, a good practice yesterday and a morning skate today. And I thought that, uh, you know, I think I, in, the, in the first period, uh, uh, we didn't give a lot. I know we got out of there 2-1, but uh, um, we didn't really give up a lot in the first period at all. So uh, we gave them a chance to, you know, uh, settle in and feel the puck a little bit. It was just one of those nights, you know, it's not for lack of effort on his part. I, I know that. I think, uh, you know, I try to make a decision after uh, two in, in the coach's room if we should probably put Jonesy in and you know you him and a hobby because you got four games this week and uh that's a lot of hockey for one goalie and and we're going to need both guys and you know give him a chance to battle through it in a third and just didn't work out for us and that's the one area out of this game that I disagree with Bob Bugner because I understand exactly what he's saying that there are a lot of games on the horizon and you need to keep guys rested but at that point it just didn't seem like Dubnik had it and you have to make that change to see if you have it in Jones. But I can sit here and second-guess Bugner as much as I want. The fact of the matter is, is that Dubnik has to be better in that situation. Dubnik needs to be able to step up to that situation and make those stops because he knows what he's going up against. He knows that the Blues are going to be coming at him with ferocity. A strange game, to say the least. You know, didn't, like you said, it just not much going on, and then it's 3-3, and then it's 4-3, and... You know, start to feel the puck a little bit, and you know, we get one late in the second, and tie a game going to the third, and then it's just back and forth. You know, it's uh, I don't know, it was a I've been in a game like that in a long, long time, so it was a strange one. You know, disappointing. I thought the guys played, thought we played really well as a group, and and uh, you know, was uh, just want to be able to come up with something there when uh, when the guys keep coming back and tying it five five six five six six. Um, you know, you want to be able to knock one down for them, so it's uh sucks but kind of forget about it as best you can and, and get ready to rock the next game more from dubnik on the crazy back and forth nature of that game you know it's important to keep a keep a uh, certain mindset in games like that and just understand that uh you know even though it feels crazy and feels like uh, you know obviously pucks are going by um you got to remind yourself that it's it's a one goal game and i certainly didn't put it past our guys uh with how they were skating and generating to to go go get another one to tie it so it's important to it's hard uh to to keep that mindset you know you're getting frustrated and 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 pucks are going by but you got to just recognize the fact that uh it's a one goal game and you got to do whatever you need to do to stop the next puck and and make sure that we we stay one shot away so you know it's certainly a different feeling than and if you're, you know, down six, seven, nothing, those, those games are obviously, uh, can feel a little hopeless, but, uh, you just got to try to keep, keep your, keep yourself in check, you know, make sure you're, you're keeping it a, a one goal game and, and see what, what can happen. So we got a few good looks at the end there and, you know, couldn't put one away, unfortunately. And I find myself in a weird mindset when I'm responding to Dubnik's comments, because I understand what he's saying. You know, you do feel like the team is going to be able to put one back in. And you know that there are certain games like that where you just have to keep it within one goal and you can't get down and you can't, you know, let the game get away from you and you feel your team is going to be able to get you right back into it. But there's also part of me that wants Devin Dubnik in that situation to say that, no, I'm just going to be a brick wall and nothing's going to get past me. My team is doing too much or some different sort of response. And I, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't disagree with anything that Dubnik was saying there. And it seems like he was taking ownership of his game and not making excuses. It's just frustrating to watch it turn out this way with the Sharks. Because again, we have seen them far too many times this year take that early lead and not be able to hold on to that lead. And it comes back to the identity. They are not good at defending a lead. They are great from the point of the aggressor, and they are not good at the point of the defender. And I don't know if it's that they take their foot off the gas or that they collectively tighten up, 
but something is happening with this team when they do get a lead because when they are on a roll, we've seen them pour on these early leads, whether it's 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, but then they're not able to hold on to it. They watch the opposition come roaring back. They watch themselves just wilt. And I am sure I am not the first person to point this out to them. I am confident they are well aware that they are very good at taking these early leads, but have not had the ability to play after that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, there's nothing. I thought we played extremely well. You know, maybe one of our better games uh, overall. Like, I mean, I thought the guys, all four lines were moving their feet. And, um, you know, if you look back at the goals, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of them, so probably have to look back, spend a bit of time on it. But, you know, I think they're just they're just small little errors where we're, you know, we hand the puck to them. And uh, anytime you do that, it's going to be uh, more difficult for everybody to, to sort out. Um, but, you know, those are those are small, easy fixes. I think that uh, as disappointing as, as the outcome was tonight, I think there's a, a lot of really, really good things to uh, to build off of. And if we're putting six in the net, then I think uh, 99% of the time we're going to be winning just Obviously not tonight. And I think that's the troubling thing right now. We see the Sharks continually identify the same exact problems that they're repeating game after game after game. And I don't think this is a coaching issue. I think this is a player issue. I think that guys simply need to execute, simply need to simplify. I think we've heard Bugner say time and time again that guys need to simplify their games, and I think that has to go across the board because I think a lot of the times that when you are turning the puck over, when you are putting yourself in a bad situation, I think that's because you tried to get cute or you tried to make something happen, you tried to get a little bit out over your skis. Whatever it is, it feels like we are watching the same problems present themselves time and time again with the Sharks. We know that defense is an issue. We know that turnovers are an issue. We know that face-offs are an issue. We know that goaltending is an issue. I mean, nothing here is shocking us. The second period, that was an issue again last night. Nothing is new here. We know exactly what the problems are, but this is turning into a situation where you're plugging holes in a dam and every time you fix one thing, you have a new problem that comes shooting out of another area. And I don't know how they're going to figure this out or what they're going to do to make it better. And it's funny because it doesn't feel like this team is that far off. I talked about this earlier. I don't feel like I am watching a last place team. I don't feel like I am watching a team that does not have the talent. I don't feel like I am watching a team that doesn't have the ability to win games. I feel like I am watching a team that has yet to find the ability to rectify the mistakes they are consistently making and other teams are capitalizing upon, and they're failing to put themselves in a position to win. They are battling to lose. They are finding ways to lose. It's distressing to watch, but if nothing else, it is consistent. But you would hope that out of this game, the team can learn some things in the positive. We saw Timo Meyer play with aggression. We saw Evander Kane continue to play with aggression. We saw LeBanc be rewarded, something that hasn't happened nearly enough. We saw Balsers play well. I thought Leonard had some nice play. And Timo Meyer, whose production has been slow to start this year, responded big time. Obviously, it's nice to get uh, get some goals, but I think uh, 
you know, there's uh, still lots of improvement. Uh, it's tough, tough game that we uh, didn't uh, get the two points. Uh, there's some good things. I mean, created uh, a lot of offense, but on the other side, uh, defensively, we weren't on, uh, on our game tonight. We got to clean some things up. Like I said, we got to take out the positive and, and clean out what we uh, did wrong tonight. Uh, it's, you, you know, I think before we played some uh, good defensive games and uh, weren't able to, to score goals uh, tonight, we scored six, but uh, came out short. So, uh, yeah, get back to work tomorrow and, uh, you know, important games coming up. Two big games coming up against Colorado Monday night and Wednesday night. What I want to see here is Eric Carlson produce. I understand he's been injured, but he did not look injured last night. He looked like he was back healthy and ready to play, and I thought that he had a nice game. It's not enough for him to have a nice game. He needs to be productive. For whoever the Sharks' goalie is in these games coming up against Colorado, and I'm sure each of them will get a start, they need to play their best game. Colorado is potent. They are fast. They are explosive. They will pepper you with shots all game long. Be ready for that. Expect pushback and know how to handle that pushback when it does come. And for everybody else that's out there on the ice, instead of all this talk about fixing mistakes, fix the mistakes. Play a simplified game. Play a clean game. But played a hard, effort-filled game. I feel like we see so much of each aspect where they play hard with great effort, but also sloppy and also non-committal. And it's just, it's all over the place. And we're now entering March. The games keep on coming fast and furious over the remainder of the season. And the Sharks are running out of time. And I say that not hyperbolically. I say that with all seriousness. I, I know there are a lot of games left to be played, but the Sharks at this point, they are in the portion of their schedule now where they are supposed to be feasting, where they are supposed to be getting better and improving their position in the standings. Instead, the opposite has been happening, and the Sharks have lost their first two home games and had another postponed. And the overall frustrating part of all of this is that it continues to feel like they are not that far off from turning the corner and going on a winning streak. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. But a reminder, today at 1, right here on the Sharks Audio Network, we will be playing a classic Sharks game. It'll be April 10th, 2004 versus the Blues, Patty Marlowe's first playoff hat trick. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.